The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This episode of Radioactive Metal is dedicated to the memory of Sacred View vocalist Sandy Kruger. Radioactive Metal. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to an award-winning episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 691, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron, and dear listeners, I've been drinking, so I'm probably already slurring my words, um, because I'm really not as good at drinking as I used to be. But you know what would help me right now? A hot steaming cup of True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. Go out there, get on the mailing list, subscribe. Actually, even if you don't get like subscribe yet, get on the mailing list because they're always doing fun stuff. There's mugs that you're not going to get anywhere else. There's mugs that you'll find out about first if you're on the email list. It won't even be on social media, okay? So go out there, get on the email list, um, and just... Be present there, right? And then, you want coffee? Subscribe. Because Coffee Bean Oculta is always working on a new angle. They brought back the Grim Bits. That's the chocolate-covered coffee beans. Um, I can't remember if it's dark chocolate or milk chocolate, or there's a choice. But, you know, that's what's out there. So, trvekvltcoffee.com. Go there, subscribe. When you subscribe, not only will you not run out of coffee, but you get two great bands every month curated for you. True Call Coffee. Possess yourself a cup today. What's yes, going on, yes. man? Well, Mr. Coffee being occult, okay, he's he got a hold of me the, the other day and he said, hey, this is what we got in, in the works, but sh- you have to kind of keep it hush-hush for now. All I can do is say I'm really excited for what's, what, what, what's coming up and when it happens, uh, we'll definitely make sure that all of our beautiful motherfuckers listening to this show hear all about it. For myself, uh, you know, it's it's just it's been a week. It's been a week. Um, I hear you. You know, at the top of the hop, you unfortunately we lost one of our metal brethren. That we'll get into her, get into her what and what what she brought to the metal world a little 
bit later on in our discussion, which I kind of have a feeling, dude, this episode, okay, like last week, okay, we had, we had that great topic and we ended up going into extra innings. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think this is going to be one of those episodes where, where you know, <laughs> we kind of overstay our welcome, shall we say. But we got a really cool um, discussion to talk about in the Juno nominees a little later on, which, of course, is always a big deal up here in Canada for metal fans and for all of our listeners as well. So before we jump into all of that really cool stuff. How about something courtesy of True Cavalt Coffee in our mandatory metal segment? I'm really excited for this. Finish Thrasher's Death Hammer. As much as I don't like that name. You don't like the I name Death Hammer? It. I don't like the name Death Hammer. Really? Not, Why? Not, not really, because there's 800 bands called Death and there's 800 bands with the name Hammer and they just kind of put it together and yeah uh, death ever i think it's pretty rad so you know <laughs> but but i love this band i love this band and i'm so stoked for their new record electric warfare available right now from the good folks at hell's headbangers so let's get into that for true cavalt coffee this is Death Hammer with Enter the Morbid. Yeah. 
been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Hey, dude, what's going on? I talked to Rock today. Ah, of course, Rock, our former co-host here on Radioactive Metal. Yeah, what's going on? Well, um, I texted him because I'm like, hey, man, have you heard the new Crowbar? And Rock has officially settled into Metal Grandpa World, and he's like, no, I didn't know they had a new one coming out. Ah. Breaks my heart. But well, at the same time, I can't yeah. say much because I don't know when shit's coming out anymore. I'm horrible <laughs> at it. <clears throat> but, you know, I like to, to make it sound all fancy. But um, Zero and Below Crowbar dropped today. So I was checking that out. And then I gave a little bit of a listen to the new Sabaton. Were you talking about that like an episode or two ago? And last episode, yeah. I was saying how at some point... Maybe the, not this Sabaton record, obviously, but the next one that um, uh, Russian Warship, Go Fuck Yourself, is going to be a Sabaton song next next album. I'm positive of it. That will be pretty amazing, actually. That's right. That's, and now I remember the conversation. So <clears throat> the other thing. So you remember last week we talked about what is metal. The band Ghost. I know them by their imagery. I have, uh, th- their imagery is amazing. They are a walking horror movie put together so wonderfully. The whole, like, you know, dark papal uh, themes going on and, and j- just the, the dark religious Im- Like, they took Black Sabbath to a new level with Ghost, right? But so I finally listened to an album of theirs yeah, a few weeks ago now, and then I listened to a new single called Twenties. I don't know if I can call this metal. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about Ghost? Um, <clears throat> well, I I always thought of them as like the last cup, like the first two records are the ones that I'm familiar with, and I have seen them live with those two records, both headlining and support. And I just, I, I, I can't say anything from the last couple, just from my own personal knowledge. I always considered them one yes as you say from 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 the imagery and all that but as well like those first couple records they had some pretty uh some pretty sweet merciful fate type type riffing going on so yeah from my experience with it all right because to me it feels like 70s rock kind of with, with with a sabbath twinge but the imagery like you can't beat their imagery. Like, when you look at just the masks, how well everything's put together, like, it visually is really communicating a message. But, let me look at my phone here. I think that's everything I've listened to. Um, Yeah, man, it's been a slow week. But, boy, was I excited to hear that Crowbar record. That Crowbar record's badass, dude. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, It's really badass. Yeah, so that's all for me this week. What's going on with you, buddy? Well, if, it was, if those two records dropped today, it's actually been a pretty good um, week. It's actually been a pretty good day as as we speak. It'll be a week ago when you're hearing this for the first time because the new Violence EP, Let the World Burn, dropped today as well. That came across my desk, and that's just some good, 
Good, good old school 80s Bay Area thrash. They just kind of picked up where they left off all of those years ago. I was really digging that. Another band as well dropping today was um, is a band. And this is the first time hearing of them. I'm not really too familiar with with them up to this point. But Sanhedrin they're they're called this really cool impressive power trio kind of got some cool stuff going on there both both records drop today courtesy of metal blade so we'll get into some of that um but before we do i kind of made my way out to the record shops as well um found some really cool records okay and this 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 was one of those it's a tuesday morning okay like uh before i go to work i would really like to start the day off off right why 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 not run down to any of the music see our see our good buddy jace see what kind of tunes they got and i immediately found an old triumph record good good you you would be familiar with triumph eh yeah, are, like are I know, I know, I recognize the logo, the name. You'd have to tell me the songs, but okay. I, I'm very aware of the band. I feel like they've been on every guitar magazine I, I've read since 1986. Oh yeah, and they've yeah. been on the show as well for sure, for sure. They're just an amazing, legendary Canadian power rock trio. Just, just, just in terms of Canadian trios, you have Rush and then you have Triumph. Let's kind of put it sort of in in that perspective so i grabbed their rock and roll machine album really really cool stuff of course uh another one uh bad company record that i didn't have run with the pack great stuff okay but what really a couple records that really caught my eye okay you're familiar with the shadow you mean old, like the old TV show? The the old radio show. Radio show, right. In, in the 40s and the 50s. The you Shadow know, that, Knows. The Shadow Knows. Yeah. I found a record, okay, <laughs> and it was looks like it was released in the early 70s, but it was a couple of the sh- old Shadow radio broadcasts pressed onto vinyl. Really? It's like, wow. And you could tell this record has been put through the ringer. I bought bought it secondhand. There's no way that I was putting it on my nice new stereo, so I kind of pulled out my old crappy one, which sounds terrible and all that, which doesn't really matter because it's a 50s radio show. Oh, yeah, exactly. So it kind of has to sound crappy. It's going to sound crappy and all that. So I pulled out the old, the old turntable and we slapped it on and we made some true Cavalt coffee. And Mrs. Snowy and I, we had a living room date night listening to The Shadow. Oh, the shadow it, was, it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. yeah. We I, need to do an old-time radio show. We need to oh. write some sort of ridiculousness. Oh, for sure. For sure. Just... Yeah. We should have do that. Metal or hard rock or punk-focused, but give it the old... Oh, yeah. The old-time radio treatment, for sure. Yeah, we, we, we need, like, our, our, our hardcore guy, you know, 
the the punk hero. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Speaking of the hardcore guy and the punk hero, another really cool record I picked up is um, the Canadian hardcore veterans Haymaker. <clears throat> okay, like this is kind of like a, a band. They've been around for a while. Various members have gone on to do other hard, hard hardcore bands that we've played on the show, but I've never really go. We never really got around to playing. Haymaker, and I have this was my first record from them of, of of theirs, any format that I picked up. Okay, now this record, I think it's a good ten years old now. Okay, because Haymaker have been around for a while. It's an old A three eight nine recordings record, and it's called Taxed, Tracked, Inoculated, Enslaved. Wow. Okay, this is not a new record. <laughs> but oddly enough, it's with the times. It's, it's yeah, yeah. It's almost like you know, like the way the Simpsons have produced or, or have predicted things over the years, including old Donnie Baby getting into the White House. Oh wow, wow! And of course, it's just it's just some amazing hardcore as well. So we'll go. We're going to get into a couple tracks from that including including their rendition of the dead kennedys nazi punks fuck off one of my all-time favorite songs while mrs snowy and i are listening to this record okay as we're finishing up our coffees and all that that cover song comes on and her ears kind of perk up she goes hey i know this song (laughs) I'm like, well, yeah, we've been together, what, third, third, almost 33 years now? <laughs> You've been listening to it for more than three decades. You should definitely uh, know it by now. So horns up to my beloved for that. And how about horns up for the new violence record? Let the world burn. Uh, You know what? Let's just go with the title track. This is The Mighty Violence.
You destroy your saviors, unrecognized, and then crucified. Now the tidal wave of flames, the wind, the blood, the weak and their cries. It's never pretty, it's beautiful desperation, it's romance. This is your future, it's your loved ones, everything you worship, every person you hate, as the curtain closes, the
Foxy Pogs, overproduced by Jesse Barkowitz. Take four. From the aforementioned Canadian hardcore veterans, a haymaker, their tax-tracked, inoculated, and enslaved records, that was their rendition of the DK's Nazi Punk's Fuck Off. You knew I was going to drop that. You oh, knew I yeah. had to, you know, one of my all-time favorite songs, whether it's deep, whether it's DK's or, or Napalm Death, who that, who that band They've Napalm has really made that song their own over the years as well. And of course, before that was another Haymaker track, Race to the Bottom. And before that, the first single from the Sanhedrin record, Lights On. That was the first single, Lost at Sea. Great stuff, great stuff. So all of these great records... Are available now. Go out and find them as we speak, dude. Well, once again, we kind of forgot. Today is Bandcamp Friday. Oh, shit. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully all of our listeners last week, as we're recording this, all did their rock and roll duty and went out and bought some cool tunage off of a Bandcamp because God only knows with uh, everything going on in the world your favorite artists need all of your support now more than ever. Yeah. So you mentioned the Simpsons predicting the future, right? Uh And, and that's been going around a lot lately. Um, But are you familiar with a movie that Mike judge made called idiocracy? No, but you drop a name like Mike judge and I know that I should. Well, it's really fantastic for starters. Um, so it, it's one of those movies where, like, yes, you you need to see it. Um, but the the premise is that this guy who's just really average, right? He's just really average. He somehow gets volunteered for this program where he is frozen in. Um, like cryogenically frozen and it's only supposed to be for a few years, but it's a government thing and they kind of, you know, the government forgets about it. They tear it down. They put him in a trash heap, you know, and then all of a sudden, um, 500 years later, he wakes up, 
you know. And uh-huh. what's been happening this whole time is they're talking about, um, and dude, I don't even know how old this movie is at this point, but it's fucking terrifying because it was talking about how, you know, people that are, are intelligent are taking the time to breed and like they follow these two couples. Like this one couple, you know, they kept waiting to have children. Well, we don't know if we're ready yet. And, you know, he's like like CPA, all this sort of stuff. And finally, when they're about ready to have children, he dies. The, the man dies oh. of like a heart attack or something, right? But in the meantime, this other guy they were following, he had like seven children to seven different women and then already has like 50 grandkids. And they're, the, the point is like the de-evolution of society and that people keep getting dumber. And they show this evolution through, um, have you heard of a restaurant called Fuddruckers? Yeah, I don't think we have them up here, but I've seen them on t- advertised on American television. Yeah, I don't even know if we have one around here. Like, I haven't seen one in a while, but they take that Fuddrucker name and they just keep, like, evolving it until it finally gets to just be buttfuckers. <laughs> right? Okay. And then one of the top TV shows in the future is just called Owl My Balls, where they just kick a guy in the balls. Oh, God. Yeah, like just just all this stupid stuff, and you watch it, and you're like, "Wow, this is really funny." And you're like, "Oh God, this is happening," <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's called Jackass. Yeah, well, no, no, no. I I just mean like really around us. Like, think about all the stupid uh, oh, shit you're oh, seeing see. people do all the time, and you're like, uh-huh. "Did I just make the yeah. news?" Like, what? What <laughs> did they really? No, no, I didn't just see that. You know that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. So anyway, if you get a chance, check that show out, man. It it is worth your time. Uh, Idiocracy, very interesting movie. Hey, yeah, it sounds like something that would be right up my alley. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I know something that's always been right up our alley on this show, and that has been the Juno Awards. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now for maybe like because this is it's it's pretty much a Canadian thing. So if for our, our international listeners listeners, if you're not too sure exactly what the Juno Awards are, they're basically Canada's version of the Grammys. Why is it called Juno? Like, you know what? What's I'm a Juno? Not, I'm not sure. It's probably something that I should know. Okay, because it's it has been a big part of like my life growing up, and it's been a part of the show as as well. It's something. It's something I should I should definitely know. Like that's yeah. Because if I'm not mistaken, like the Grammy Awards are basically shortening gramophone. Mm-hmm. Which is like the original record play, well, not the right. original, but probably one of the most popular record players. We'll say <laughs> most recognizable. Right, right. The yeah. gramophone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. No, it's definitely something that I should know. I'm glad you brought it up. Well, anyways, the Canadian version of the Grammys, the Junos, are um, airing May fifteenth in Toronto, in Toronto, Ontario. Yeah, I've noticed it's a very French-type award show. Well, Lots of well, things in French here. Well, yeah, because Canada is bilingual. Like, we have two, two national languages, English and French. So there are going to be a lot of Juno categories for the Francophones and the Francophone awards and all and all that, which which I totally get. Like, I've 
growing up in this country, I just seeing French and all that is just it's second nature. Like when we when we were growing up, okay, we had like before there was cable TV, okay. We had like maybe four channels, and one of them was the French Channel, was the National French Channel, which that wasn't too bad because we got the Montreal Canadian hockey games. And we knew as kids the late night movies on the French Channel were uncut and all that. That's where all the blood and boobs oh, were. Oh, gotcha. French Channel. <clears throat> Those crazy we, Frenchmen. Uh huh, uh huh. So, yeah, I probably know a lot more Le Francais you know, than I even give myself credit for. And that's probably the same with a lot of Canadians because we just, an exposure to it over the years. It's much like the U.S. with Spanish. Like, you you probably know a lot more Spanish than you probably give yourself credit for. Well, I've also been studying it. Well, that helps too, yeah. Yeah, like, because like, <laughs> like, I, I think I told the story on the air, but I was on a work trip down in Tampa and then down in Texas um, in the same year. And I'm down there and I'm going to guitar shops and um, everybody's speaking Spanish. And, you know, for for me, being a musician, um, I need to be able to converse with my fellow musicians. So if they're speaking Spanish, I got to figure that shit out. And so oh, that's sure. when I started learning it. And it's been fun because like I'll be reading a guitar publication and something will be in Spanish and I understand it now. So it's been a lot of fun. But, yeah, yeah. I kind of got to give myself a little credit too, yeah. just from the, like all the pop culture and all that that I've been exposed to over my 50 years now. I probably, um, you know, have probably more familiar with spanish than probably most most canadians yeah okay like i've seen watched tv programs okay where these people are speaking spanish to one another and it's like hey i i know what they're saying holy shit they're talking about their family back in mexico it's like holy shit i know this this is yeah great. isn't that fun so, we're like oh shit i know what they're saying yeah I know exactly what they're saying. Yeah. So yeah, and of course, being a pro wrestling fan, you know that that helps because pro wrestling in Mexico is huge. So we get exposed to the luchadors and a lot of the expressions and all that. So yeah, we got to give ourselves a little more credit. Got to pat ourselves on the back here. Check this out. So the Juno Awards started in 1964 as the Gold Leaf Awards. <laughs> okay. Right, and that totally makes sense, right? And I'm sure it was a gold maple leaf, right? <clears throat> because well, do you have any other trees in there other than maple leaves? Maple trees? I mean, I guess pine trees in the really cold places. But, you know, the maple tree is the national uh, everything in Canada. <laughs> but, um, so it started by RPM editor and publisher Walt something I can't pronounce. Um, and then it became the Juno Awards in 1971, the same year you were born. Born, yeah. Right? Named in tribute to Pierre Juno, the first chairperson of the Canadian Radio, Television, and Telecommunications Commission, the CRTC. That's a lot to say. Ah. Um, and it was founded to raise the public profile and recognition, recognition of musical artists in Canada. So there we go. That's kind of cool. 
I did not know that. See, I got I learned something today about my own country from my friendly neighbor to the south. Thank That's you very time. much. Hey, you're welcome. And I got to point this out. Um, since you're already 50 and I just turned 50, you'll be 51 and I'll be 50. We're going to be 5150. <laughs> like that's the Van Halen record, one of my favorites, uh-huh. which I know is like blasphemy because the Van Hagar, but I love that record. And uh-huh. so like we're going to talk about that a lot. As soon as you turn 51, it's like, "Yep, welcome to 5150." 50. Yeah. yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> Very darn. Never even thought of that. Yeah, yeah. What's always a good time though is the Juno Award for the Hard Rock Heavy Metal album of the year and of course on this show we like to play a little thing called whenever there's sort of the metal category pops up in any of these award ceremonies because honestly i don't really pay too much attention to the awards very much except for the metal category because it's something well it's it's our rock and roll duty to talk about that on this show and all that. So we kind of pulled up this year's nominees and some some, some surprises and some not, not so surprising. And what we want to do, okay, and our longtime listeners know of this game quite well that we've just entitled Should and Will which we really should come up with something a little more creative, but I think that kind of speaks for itself. Where we are going to go through these lists, we are going to decide who we think should win the coveted Hard Rock Heavy Metal Album of the Year Award. Uh, But then again, on the flip side, we have to think about who will win. And chances are, they're probably going to be two very different things. Um, how familiar are you with this list? Okay, first of all, I'll <clears throat> quickly I'll quickly go through them. Okay, Van, Vancouver Death Thrashers, Arch Spire, their new record, Bleed the Future. Okay. okay, I recognize that name. Yeah, we've had them on the show before, and every time they put out a new record, we always make sure to play them. You know, good, good. They're good um, season of mist guys, as well. Brand of Sacrifice, their their album Lifeblood. I believe this is the only one hundred percent independent band. How it's absolutely fantastic that they ended up in the final um, in the final no- nominee list. Danko Jones. This was actually kind of surprising, but then again. Not a metal dude, but he does kind of fall into the hard rock category, but still kind of surprising, kind of kind of surprising. This is kind of a, a band, though, a, a dude, a band, okay, Danko, Miss, Mr. Jones. He was, he had quite a bit of commercial success up here in Canada, like on the radio and on video and all that, about, about 10 years ago. But um, now he seems to be, you know, kind of, uh, I don't want to say slumming it with the independent labels, but I'm just glad to see that, okay, if the majors aren't interested in any of Jones' music, at least someone is. So when he signed on to a more independent label, I said, good for him, man. Like, like, like this is great. 
Spirit Box. Now, okay, this is a band that okay, a hard the hard rock band, their their latest record, Eternal Blue, got denied this year. The only reason why I had even heard of this band, okay, and this is totally my fault. Of course, I should have known who they were because I I heard of them online, people defending them, saying, okay, just because they're a bigger band now, they're starting to take off, they're starting to this and that, that doesn't mean they suck. And I'm like, okay, if here's a band that's, you know starting to really take off and get bigger i've never even heard of them okay i guess that's kind of my fault though you know like it's always fun for me when a band gets past your radar um especially a canadian band (laughs) because one for anyone who's new to the show really not much gets by snowy it's really rare when we were like, hey, talk about this band. And like, it's it's rare when I can bring up a band he hasn't heard of, right? And let alone a Canadian band, right? <laughs> you know, being the mayor of Winnipeg, um, every band who comes through Canada does stay at his house. Like, that's just kind of how it works. <laughs> You know, we're going to have listeners on the other side of the world believing that, (laughs) you know, I do. I've said enough that I believe it. Like I'm believing my own bullshit here. I really am. You know? Yeah. And finally, uh, more, another, uh, radioactive metal alum, the agonist, their new record days before the world wept as well has got the nod. Like I said, we've had the Agonist on the show. Great band, probably. And I hate to say it, but probably our international listeners will probably know the Agonist most as the band that, um, what's her name from Arch Enemy? Melissa. Melissa. Oh, Melissa White Loose? Uh, Alyssa White Loose. Alyssa White Loose, sorry. Yeah, yeah, the name of the name. Almost dropped the name there for a second because I was thinking of Vicky, the latest, the newest vocalist from Agonist because we've had her on the show. Hanging out with her backstage and all that was was absolutely fantastic. Great band, even better people. So, that said, hmm... Time to put on our metal thinking caps here. I don't know what 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 would you call a a a, a cap, a baseball cap, or a toque, or a as toque. you as you in in the U.S. would call it a beanie, a metal toque. What would five you golden oh. toques? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so we're gonna put on our metallic toques. There's a bad name. There's a kind of a. Kind of a uh, uh, a comedy band name, the Metallic Tooks. We're gonna put ours that. on. And what do you think, dude? Who do you think should bring home the Juno this year? Well, I wish I would have been on my game this week and listened to these records because while I'm familiar with the names, I haven't listened to any of these, so I I cannot oh, okay. accurately say who should. Um, I I do have an opinion on who probably will. Okay, fair enough. When we get there. Okay, well, 
for myself, uh, we were voting this year. A um, couple trains of thought here. Uh, I like the idea of a unsigned band, a totally DIY band, the the band brand of Sacrifice. I kind of like them winning just because I'm a sucker for the underdog. Okay, but probably who should win, I uh, have to tap Archspire. I think that, uh, okay, the Bleed the Future record is fantastic, and here's a band, they've been slogging it out for a while. They're not afraid to put in the groundwork for everything that they've accomplished. So I just, I just think they're due. I think that um, it's something that um, they they've got coming these kind of accolades, and I like if they were to win it. I like that it's it's coming from the metal scene, the metal industry, as opposed to just the. Uh, the the judges just eeny meeny miny mo because they don't care about about the metal scene, which right. is probably that's how it's probably done with the Grammys. Yeah. You that's know. a whole nother story. But yeah. So yeah, yeah. So I think Archspire should. Now I'm gonna I'm going to volley the volley the ball back to your side of the court and say, um, who do you think will so I do have to say that just based on the description of Arch Spire and being aware of them, that without listening to the record, that would have been my who should. Um, so I think it's kind of funny that that's who you picked because, because like I said, I really didn't. I, I can't make an informed um, opinion, but I I really feel it's going to be Danko Jones that does win. Right, I think he's still he has enough. Of a name. Well, I've heard of him down here. Right. Like he's he's made you know he, he he's made the news down here a lot. Um like like rock and roll news, we'll say. But yeah, like, like I, I feel it's gonna be Danko Jones. Yeah, I I could definitely see that. Um but for myself, honestly, just just by the fact that Spirit Box has gained so much ground with uh, just just in terms of recognition and popularity and all that, I I could really see that um, working to their advantage because yeah, while Danko Jones is pro- is is the most visible name, okay, um, I don't think. They, he's he, they, the band is going to strike the chord with voters in this this particular category. It's definitely, it's definitely going to be interesting though. But I think that Spirit Box will. And the reality is, all of these, all of these, you know, nom- nominees deserve the recognition, and all deserve to uh, to take the prize home. But we're not at the point now where you have a lot of people. Oh, oh this is in the, in this world, you know, everyone wins, everyone gets a prize, everyone gets a trophy. And while being a sports fan and you know playing sports 
you know, all the way up till my daughter came along. I definitely was never one to subscribe to the everyone wins type mentality. So either way, either way, it's going to be interesting. And you can't even say made the best band win because it's it's all subjective and all these bands are great. Yeah. So, hey. Yeah. Well, that, that's the nice thing, though, like. You know, we, we've been a part of the June Awards as voters a couple times now. And it's nice to put on these records and give it a listen and be like, wow, these are all really good. <laughs> you are. know, it's not like when they introduced Metal to the Grammys and uh, Jethro Tull won. <laughs> you know. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, here. how many years has it been now? What, it's since been, Jethro Tull won? Since, yeah, it's been over 30 years now, and people are still... I, I'm never going to let that go. No one is going to, because it was just... I can't. Yeah. <laughs> and it's nothing... And the, the whole time, okay, we're not bad-mouthing Jethro Tull. No, yeah. Yeah, you know, great, great band and all that, but... They're not metal. Uh, yeah, yeah, for starters. And... Yeah, we should have talked about them last week. Is Jethro Tull? <laughs> yeah, yes. Ah, ah, yes. Yeah. Go, yeah, radioactivemetal.org. Go check out last week's episode, What is Metal? And yeah, ah, ah. Yeah, not Jethro Tull. Not Jethro Tull. What is definitely metal here though is uh the good folks at season of mist records good good friends of the show we've had a number of their artists on over the years we'll continue to we've played umpteen of their records like i said good friends of the show we want to say hello and horns up to them because they announced Okay, now, record companies, as much as we love the independent records, the, the independent record labels, they are still trying to make money. Like, you have to make money in order to survive. Even if, even if making money is not your bottom line, you just love, you do it for the love of it. Like, you have to make something in order to continue doing what you love to do. Okay, that's why, you know, whenever... An independent label like like a band on Metal Blade takes off and does really well. I'm not going to pull a Spirit Box detractor and say, ah, oh, they're too big now. They suck. It it's it it benefits everyone when an independent when a art artist on an independent label takes off like that. So yeah, money is unfortunately the root of all evil and it is a thing even within the independent labels give season of mist credit because they are waiving their cut of any record sold from any of their artists from the ukraine rock right on with everything going on That's in awesome, the world dude. okay and they have a couple artists the most um, widely known is Drucked. I imagine that's. I'm never. I'm never going to get it right. Okay, everyone. D R U D K H. All of our listeners know who Drucked is. I imagine that's that's how it's pronounced. Yeah, they're they're waving there. They're they're giving 
everything to the Ukrainian artists right right now because like like we said, every band when we're talking about Bandcamp Friday, every band right now needs the support. Yeah. So when they they announced this, I'm like, dude, fantastic, horns up. This is why we deal with people like Season of the Mist. This is fantastic. Hey, are you familiar with Mad Twins art? If if I talk about that, do you know who that is? Mad Twins art, no. Okay, so I I can't remember how I discovered them. Um, they're and they're obviously they're twins, like twin girls, and they do this. It's it's punk art, and they tell the story of all these like punk and rockabilly bands. Actually, that's how I discovered it from Reverend Horton Heat, I think. So it's like oh, punk okay. rockabilly sort of stuff. And they do this art. It's pretty fantastic stuff. Um, but they're based in the Ukraine. And, you know, they've been like, hey, here's how you support the Ukraine. Here's what's going on. Here's a link. Go here. Um, donate, volunteer, whatever. Um, they've been really, really active because this is their scene. And one of the first things they put out, they're like, listen, punk bands, you have a platform, you have a voice, get people in Russia to, st- to stand up and start protesting. You know, like, you know, it's it kind of a call out to that. So um, you can find them on Instagram. That's where I follow them. Mad, M-A-D, twins, T-W-I-N-S, art, A-R-T. All run together, all one word. So Mad Twins right. art. But yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to talk about them. And it's funny, um, you know, I, I saw their stuff on the, on just their art before all this. I'm like, wow, they'd be a very interesting pair to talk to for this show. And of course, when this started, I'm like, oh, I would love to get them on the show, but currently I can't find any contact contact info. So if we can, I would love to get them on the show, talk about what they do, but also talk about what's going on because they're kind of living through it. Um, So yeah, yeah, it's, Man, it's great to hear what Season of Miss is doing and absolutely, you know, support the Ukraine bands um, that are, you know, living through all this, especially with, with Bandcamp Friday. But guys, support the Russian bands, too. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they don't want any part of this. Well, so so here here's the thing. Right. And, and, and you're dead on because if. Have you have you seen the strategy that that everybody's taking where um, they're going after the Russian billionaires because they have political influence? They're not allowing R- Russian athletes to compete in whatever you know. Insert mm-hmm. game here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whatever it is, like Russia's just being banned from everything, and so. Right. We last week we talked about what is metal, and you know, one of the things you pointed out is that metal is community, and that community means we don't give a fuck where you live, we all have a similar mindset, we all, you know, want to essentially have anarchy and burn the world down. Which the irony is that that's what Russia's <laughs> doing, and we're against it, so whoops, but. Anyway, the point is support the Russian bands that are like anti this, right? Like mm-hmm. you want to you want to fuck with Putin, 
The best way to fuck with any government is to support the shit they hate. Right? Yeah, and you definitely. know there is a stack of metal bands on their hit list. There's a stack of punk bands on their hit list. You know that they are putting the pressure on anybody who speaks against what they're doing. So find mm-hmm. that shit and support it. For sure, for sure. Well said, well said, my friend. Yeah, yeah. I hope all the other radio DJs and podcasters and everyone else are putting this out there as well um like you said like here here in canada okay our liquor stores okay have all taken russian vodka off of the shelves now i'm glad you're bringing that up because i wanted to make a point about that too Uh, okay yeah now obviously that's not going to be a big deal. I ju- I just think it was a symbolic thing on the Canadian government's part more well, than anything. They're doing it here too, and it's definitely symbolic. And Russian vodka is honestly um, not as much vodka that as you would think is sold in the U.S. because we associate vodka with Russia, um, mm-hmm. but really the vodka that we consume isn't made in Russia here in the U.S. at least. Now. You know how everybody's been freaking out about misinformation and, and you know, you, you can't say anything about COVID that's not pre-approved without somebody fucking shitting bricks, right? Mm-hmm. You say anything against what the mainstream media is putting out there like you're an asshole. So here in the States, I, I think it's, um, oh, can, can you name a, um, a vodka brand off the top of your head? The only thing that comes to mind when I was when I was a teenager, uh, I was my 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 poison of choice was Smirnoff. Okay, thank you. And that's the only one that I know because that's I no longer drink Smirnoff, but that was years ago when I switched over to Jack. Well, so uh, but, yeah, Smirnoff sounds very Russian, right? Right. It's not a Russian brand. No. No. No, and that's that's the thing is like there's that one, and I think it's like Stoloff. I was reading about where people are um, pulling it from the shelves, and um, because of what it's because it sounds it sounds because it sounds Russian, right, right, <laughs> right, and and isn't that exactly what we've been up against with other misinformation sort of things? Now here's the best part: one liquor store or liquor store owner when he found out, he's like, well. I think it still sends a message. What to who? To who? Yeah. To yeah. who? Well, like, just admit, like, okay, I'm an idiot. I don't know where this vodka really comes from. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I always. I but thought I it mean, was Russian. in, in I, their defense, I, I would have thought it was Russian. I yeah, it was I totally did. I there totally. was a Polish vodka we used to drink called Vibrava, um, and I I think I'm pronouncing that right because. It was literally like 27 letters long in all consonants. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. It was a fun one. Um, <laughs> but my buddy found it because he was cheap. And we're like, oh, that's way cheaper than all these other brands. Yeah. And, that's, yeah. That would be me too. Well, which, yeah. which is the cheapest. Yeah. Yeah. But then when we tried it, we're like, oh, holy crap. This is really good. Like it was the smoothest vodka we'd ever had. So that became like, 
like like the band drink for sure. Like like my band at the time, we always had that. My buddy, him and I, we would always get it because I mean it was cheap and it tasted great. Like when do you get those two combinations? You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, I haven't been able to find it since, so I don't know. You know what what happened to it. Um, but yeah, yeah, like the the Russian vodka band. It's like make sure it's really Russian. Uh huh. Like I said. I, I had no idea, which I guess that's a pretty good marketing strategy from the people oh, hell at, yeah. at, at, at Shmirnoff because we associate vodka with Russia. Absolutely. I know. I, I, I know all. I know I did all of this time. Before we jump into tonight's Indie Spotlight, because I'm, uh, I'm eager for all of our listeners to check this band out at the top of the hop. We dropped the name Sandy Kruger. Yes. We, we dedicated tonight's Freddy's episode sister. to to her. Yeah. You know what? I think she would really dig that reference that you just made. In case anyone was wondering, well, who is this Sandy Kruger? Is it another one of your friends that passed away and all that? Well, no, no, but Sandy Kruger. <laughs> Sandy Kruger, you're jamming out pretty good there, Pat. I am, man. I'm having a great guitar night tonight. Right on, right on. Yeah, yeah. Sandy Kruger, okay, in the mid-80s, kind of a traditional metal band called Sacred Few, who kind of had their, made their mark in the, um, in the Cleveland area, kind of a regional band. Their album, Beyond the Iron Walls, Okay, was in, in, in independently released, and I don't think it really broke out too much further than the Ohio area and maybe a few of the surrounding states and all that. I had definitely never heard of Sacred Few or Miss Kruger until um, she appeared on the Heavy Metal Relics video show on the Reaper Metal Productions video channel on YouTube. You'll remember... I spoke very highly of the Heavy Metal Relics program. It was um, hosted by our good friend Reaper and uh, Bridget, who both we both had. We've had them both on the show. Great, great friends of the show. Hopefully, we'll have them on again sometime down the line. And on one of their episodes, they introduced one Sandy Kruger from Sacred Few. Had no idea who this band was, okay? And then as they kind of got further into the conversation, it's like, okay, they never really broke out, didn't sign on with with Metal Blade or New Renaissance or any of those labels from, from, from the 80s. But the more that I watched Ms. Kruger speak, the more I said, man, this... She seems really cool, <laughs> you know? And, yeah, while they're a band that kind of had their heyday, it was really cool discovering what was a new band. And I love that feeling. And I always and, and I always will. So a little bit of homework for you, Mr. Aaron, and for all of our listeners, get online. Do whatever you have to do. 
and check out some Sacred Few, the Beyond the Iron Walls record. I believe it's all up on YouTube. How about we get into some tunes here before we uh, make our way to tonight's indie spotlight. Let's go with some Archspire. Horns crossed. Go get them, boys. This is the title track from their latest record, Bleed the Future.
Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling.
always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this indie spotlight. That was the aforementioned Sacred Few with the title track Beyond the Iron Walls. And before that, direct the title track, they often see dreams about the spring. Now, okay, as important as Bandcamp Friday is and all that, if you're ever going to buy a direct record, which I definitely recommend, if you're into that type of atmospheric black metal, it's definitely something that you're going to want to check out. Do it now. Put your iPod down, put your computer down, put your whatever device you're listening to us on, put it down now, pause us, go somewhere Go to the Season of Miss record and records website, Bandcamp, whatever you whatever you want, whatever you need, and pick up the new, the latest direct record or any any of their Season of Mist records because, like we said, everything goes towards them in this time of need. And yeah, 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 great stuff, great stuff. And what's also really cool stuff is tonight's Indie Spotlight, okay? Um, pillaging, village, pillaging Villagers came across my desk. And when, when I saw that name, like, that, that, that's just something that kind of gets my attention. If you've got a really kick-ass moniker, it makes me want to check out what you're all about. Oh yeah, dude! Especially pillage, pillage fuck, pillaging <laughs> yeah. villagers. Because immediately I go to pillage the village, trash the scene. You know, <laughs> right. Pantera yeah. lyrics. Right on, right on, for sure, for sure. And it's just the just the whole the whole Frankenstein, the as you know, with the pitchforks and the torches and all that. It just that. That that imagery kind of comes to mind. Well, Milwaukee's Pillaging Villagers, their latest released, Wretched of the Earth, came across my desk, and it's really cool. Like it's they've kind of got like if 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 Dropkick Murphys, okay, had a thrashier edge to it, you know, or if Ensiferum you know, kind of had a little more punkier sound. That's kind of where pillaging villagers would be, and it makes for a really cool musical stew. So let's, in tonight's indie spotlight, let's drop a track from them. This is the title track, or this is the, um, from their self-titled release, Pillaging Villagers. This is Wretched of the Earth. Felt the icy wind 
pillagingvillagers.bandcamp.com and of course go to the face space facebook.com slash pillagingvillagers go and check that out as you heard really really cool stuff i knew i knew okay like you're into stuff like the dropkick murphys and all that so i I kind of figured that you would definitely dig pillaging villagers well my friend uh, looking at the clock on the wall i think i think we're right this is one of our quicker episodes this is a quickie I said it exactly like that for just that reaction. I'm not even going to touch it. Come on. You wouldn't touch a quickie? I'm not buying that. There are some times they were necessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, if everyone was like, okay, yeah, two and a half hours, you guys. uh, You got to streamline this a bit. Well, here, we did that tonight before... We kind of get on out of here. Let's go. Um, what are we going to go with? Okay, the first time, and I have to admit it because this is the Star Wars nut in me, okay? When I first saw that the band Hath, H-A-T-H, has a new record now available from Willow Tip Records, I immediately saw Hoth, H-O-T-H. Oh, I would too. Yeah. You, you would. I know you would. <laughs> yeah. But once again, okay, no, it's not Hoth. It's Hath. Let's give this a spin. Okay, this is pretty cool. Right on, right on. Let's go out on a track from their latest record, All That Was Planned. Let's go with the track, Kenosis, which, dude, that's kind of a Star Wars planet. As as well, you know. Because... I was thinking kenosis is a mental illness that affects Canadians. <laughs> kenosis. Kenosis. Yes. Right. Fair enough. That's what I was thinking. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. That's what happens, you know, when there's a lack of Timmy's in maple syrup, then you develop oh, kenosis. mass kenosis everywhere. Mass right. <laughs> kenosis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With that in mind, the clock on the wall tells us it's time to bring this crazy train into the station. Uh, How can people get a hold of us? Well, dear snowman, when you're not suffering from mass kenosis, you can go to radioactivemetal.org. Actually, it's been known to cure mass kenosis. So radioactivemetal.org. Um, that's where all the back episodes are. We talked a lot tonight about last week's episode where we talked about what is metal. Go back, check it out, peruse the archives, mm-hmm. find all the gems and nuggets we have there. Cause we've got tons of amazing interviews and I mean the album autopsies, all that sort of stuff. So peruse the back uh, catalog. You want to drop us a line? radmetal666 at gmail.com and that's the email address and then radmetal666 for Twitter and Instagram um, we're, we're really not on Twitter much but you know, tweet us anyway, it's a good time um, facebook.com slash radmetal you can find us on iTunes Stitcher, Spreaker Spreaker, Spreaker, whatever it is Mm-hmm. Uh, Spreaker, but um, pretty much I, I triple dog dare you to not find us on a podcast platform. You won't. You won't. Yeah. We're all there. Yeah, I, I, I triple dog dare you. Good luck. Um, but 
Thanks to the fine folks at the Shining Wizards Network, shiningwizardsnetwork.com, a whole host of uh, lifestyle podcasts, wrestling podcasts. Um, we're also on Spotify. So if you go out to Spotify, look for the Shining Wizards Network, you will find us there with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Snowman, let's bring it on home. For sure, for sure. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been, well, just like every episode of Radioactive Metal, an award-winning episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off. Thank <laughs> you.